Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. First issue. Welcome back to Talking Comics special interview episode, and we are here with Marissa Stodder, the director and producer of She Makes Comics, which is currently running a Kickstarter right now. Marissa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Of course, of course. So before we get into your, your history and, and who you are, why don't you tell us about She Makes Comics? What is it? And how long do we have left on the Kickstarter? Sure. Uh, Well, She Makes Comics is a documentary film telling the history of women in comics as writers, artists, executives, editors, retailers, and and fans. Basically, you know, you know, tracing the history of women in comics um, and and highlighting the various roles that they've taken, you know, since since the golden age, really. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, the, the Kickstarter, we'll say it a few times during the show to make sure people, people know, uh, the, the Kickstarter is running till, what, March 7th? Uh, at, well, well specifically March 6th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> so we, we still have 23 days to go. Okay. Well, as, as of, as of uh, this, this discussion here. Yes. <laughs> um, so... Well, tell me, how did uh, you come to get the idea for this? How did you, um, were, were you approached to do it? Did, did you come up with the project yourself? Tell us a little about that. Uh, well, uh, my co-producer, Patrick Meany, and his company, Respect Films, uh, they approached me uh, in, towards the end of my senior year of college, which was, uh, which is like March of 2013. Uh, and I had, I had, you know, mingled with them in the past and, and they offered me, you know, a job working with them, uh, coming out to LA right after graduation. So of course, you know, I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I, I start working with them and, uh, they're, um, at the time in, uh, in like August of 2013, um, they're wrapping up, uh, a film, the image revolution, which is, uh, which is a film they just did uh, about the history of image comics. And and it was time to, to start brainstorming for, for another project. And and I've always wanted to 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 bring, you know, the issue of, of, of gendering comics into, you know, into the mainstream. I feel like a lot of people are talking about it online. You know, there are a lot of a lot of bloggers, a lot of creators and fans alike are are talking about um, are talking about the uh, the issue of, of gender in comics, but it's kind of the discussion's taking place in an echo chamber where everyone's you know sort of reinforcing the same ideas and, and talking to each other. Um, and while that's great, I, I feel like I feel I feel like 
it needs to be brought more into the mainstream and and become a serious topic of discussion for for the comics community at large. So so I, I brought the idea of doing a, a documentary about women in comics to to Patrick and um, and it kind of you know took off from there uh, uh, in the fall of last year. Wow! Wow! Um, so are you a comic reader you know um your whole life is this something you you came to recently is something that just kind of an academic interest for you uh well i've i've been i've been uh interested in in geeky things for for many many years uh my my older brother is partly to blame for some of that he Mm -hmm. he got me into things like magic the gathering uh and video games uh not comics though and it wasn't really until um until my mid teens that I, that I started reading comics. Um, and I didn't get super serious about it until a few years ago. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've been a a reader of comics for, for many, many years. I've, I've always loved stories and storytelling. I I was an English major in college. Um, I'm, I'm a voracious reader of of everything. So, so reading comics for me made total sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Marissa, I, Watched with great interest your Kickstarter uh, pitch there because it sounds an awful lot like one of the rants I get into around here as you discuss the changing <laughs> marketplace. Uh, and the, the really struck me the the fifty five percent of comics readers were females when you're talking about through the golden age of comics. What other sorts of things, you know, bits of information like that came upon you from this project that you said, "Wow, I wouldn't have thought that," or just hit you out of the like a bolt out of the blue. Well, well, certainly that statistic was was very interesting to to stumble upon because it's it's kind of a widespread, um, I guess a wide oh, there's a widespread notion that you know women did read comics in in the golden age up up through the fifties, uh, but just no one seems to really you know talk about it or it's it's I guess people feel like it's so far in the past and comics have changed so much that it's not really worth discussing. But I I personally think it's worth you know, bringing that up and, and trying to figure out what, what happened? Why, why did the readership drop off? You know, was it something that, that, you know, the comics industry did to alienate women? Um, so that's, that's very interesting to us. And, um, I'm just constantly amazed to hear, you know, about women who, who worked in comics, you know, in the thirties and forties. Um, I was recently doing some reading on Jackie Orms, who is the first female African-American cartoonist working in the thirties and forties. And, you know, these people just don't seem to be well known. You know, everyone knows, you know, the, the major, uh, superhero creators, you know, Bob Kane, Stan Lee, Jack Kirby. And, you know, it's, it's wonderful that, that they're remembered so fondly, but, but someone like Ramona Fraden, um, who illust- who illustrated Aquaman in the fifties, no one seems to really remember her, or at least she's not remembered in the same way as as her male uh, counterparts from the time. Well, in her time, if you don't mind me jumping in here, Bobby, sure. uh, Ramona Fraden and Marie Severin were it really through the through the fifties into the sixties as the only female creators at the big two. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something that we're finding is that it's only it's only in in the past you know couple of decades really that that there's been a proliferation of of women working in comics. Um, so our our research is taking us in, into very interesting places, um, but but we do hope 
that were able to, to shine a light on some of these women uh, from earlier decades who maybe don't get all of the recognition that they deserve today. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Steve, do you have a question along these lines? I do. Uh, in regards to the percentage uh, that Janelle Aslan mentioned in the trailer for the Kickstarter, she said the readership was up to 55% in the 1950s and 60s. I was curious, um, what, do you, what do you think, what, what do you attribute to the drop in that percentage uh, since that time in female readership uh, personally? Like, what do you, what do you think is the reason? Well, uh, I think that probably the main reason is, is because uh, when, when the comics code uh, was put into place, uh, comics couldn't really, you know, do all of the things that it, it had done previously. It couldn't, you know, be as salacious or as, as vulgar or as, you know, intriguing, I suppose, as, as, it, as they were before. Um, so there was a lot of, uh, a lot of, emphasis at the time on superhero comics, which, which, you know, sort of toned down, uh, the salaciousness and, and, and started doing new stories. And I think that women weren't really interested in the superhero comics. They, they had read a lot of, you know, the romance comics, um, the humor books, uh, and those things were kind of falling by the wayside as superhero comics became popular. Um, that's not to say that women didn't read superhero comics. Uh, it's just that the, the readership of women reading comics overall started to drop. And, and mm. it's, it seems like based on, on what we've seen, it seems like the, the advent of superhero books in the silver age is, is partly responsible. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we talked about uh, the, the research and I think that, uh, a lot of people don't realize how much research you know goes into to doing a documentary and, and how much you're you're compiling. I mean, I I'd like to know like you know if you could outline some of it in your Kickstarter for people who are maybe aren't reading that and are just watching the pitch video, um, you know what has your workload been like and what is the workload looking like in the future for you? You know, compiling all of all of this work and then making it into one you know two hour feature film. Well, we're very fortunate that we have uh, Karen Green, who is a uh, comics and graphic novels librarian at Columbia University and the curator of their comics collection. We have her on board with us, and she has been a, really a treasure trove of information. Um, she, you know, she has shared so much knowledge with, with us that has been very helpful in in guiding our research. Um, we're almost every day talking to different scholars and different experts, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of scholars, you know, doing research at universities. Um, so we've, we've really hit, hit the books hard. Um, and we anticipate, you know, continuation of, of, uh, of a large workload in that respect, uh, until the film is completed. You know, we, we explore every suggestion that, that we receive. We, you know, we, we follow every lead. Um, you know, some of it's, some of it turns out to be wonderful stuff. Some of it's, you know, less relevant, but still important. Our goal with this film is to be as, um, to be as inclusive and as comprehensive as we can make the film. And in order to do that, we really have to be as aware of, of the whole picture as we can be. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you, you said you, you graduated from college last year. Um, mm -hmm. I'm assuming this is your, your first feature length film. 
Um, yes, it is. <laughs> how, how daunting is that? Uh, come out right out, the, right out of the gate, making a feature length uh, film like this. Oh, it's it's started. It's starting to hit me, uh, especially when I'm seeing my name in in some of the press, and you know, <laughs> and and having you know friends and family send me press clippings, you know, saying, "Hey, you know, you got written up here, and you got mentioned here." Um, it's pretty daunting, but I'm 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 confident that with that you know, along with everyone at Respect Films and Sequart, um, that we'll be able to do this topic justice. Um, I have wonderful co-producers um, and mentors who who are really, you know, stepping up and, and helping to guide me through uh, really the process of, of making a film, which I haven't really done in its entirety yet. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Bob. Uh, I'd like to just jump in. We... Uh... We're at the New York Comic Con this year, and at the Women of Marvel panel, Kelly Sue Connick was saying that she was willing to make people uncomfortable so that her daughter wouldn't have to somewhere down the road. The things mm-hmm. would begin to change. As you say, there's been a proliferation of female creators over the last few years in comics, certainly a huge jump from where we were before. What will get us to the next level? What will be the next step? I think that we're, we're actually starting to enter into that I suppose new phase of 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 the comics community because over the past ten years, you know, popular culture has caught on to what geek culture has loved for for decades. Now it's it's cool to be a geek, um, and I think that a lot of women and men are are becoming interested in comics when they previously had no interest, um, and I think that the geek community is is working its way to figuring out you know just how to handle you know this this rush of people and this and this uh greater popularity that the geek community didn't really have um i think that of course there are issues to address uh especially related to diversity and you know that's that's something that this film aims to address uh but i i do feel like the discussions are happening certainly on the internet, which which allows people to voice their thoughts and to converse with each other and and with pros. Um, I think that conventions are certainly helping because there are these panels that are you know bringing these issues to the forefront and saying we have to confront them and we have to discuss them. Uh, I, I still think that we have some work to do, but I'm I'm pretty happy with with the state of things as it's moving moving more towards a, a progressive i'm sorry let me start that again um you're doing I, fine <laughs> i i tend to get a little you know tangential um i i'm i'm pretty happy with the way that comics are, are moving forward um again there's still work to be done and there's plenty to to criticize but i'm pretty optimistic and and hopeful that in the next you know decade or, or a little bit or maybe 10 to 20 years and we will start to see a real, a real change in the way people are treated in this community. Great. Yeah, I feel awesome. the same. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bobby, another question? Sure. Um, I'll go with this one. You obviously have a great lineup of people you're interviewing that we can see them in your, your pitch. And I'm sure there are tons more to come based on the stats you had. Is there a creator from the past, someone that you can't speak to because they're not with us anymore that you would have liked to have gotten the chance to, pick their brain a little bit about where we're headed or where we came from? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, 
I would actually, I would have to say Jackie Orms. I mean, uh, she, she passed away in, in the mid eighties, I believe. Um, I just think, you know, she is someone who is inc incredibly talented and really was a pioneer, um, as the first African-American woman cartoonist. Um, and again, you know, so few people seem to, uh, remember her aside from, you know, scholars and, and, you know, some diehards, uh, diehard fans of the golden age of comics. Um, I, I would have loved to, you know, have picked her brain on, you know, not just her career, um, you know, as an artist, but also just about being a woman, being an African-American woman, working in comics, you know, in, in this, you know, time. Yeah, I was only aware of her. I, I like to think I know a whole bunch of stuff until getting Trina Robbins pretty in ink. Mm. This is the first time yeah. I'd ever even heard of her. We actually have we have the book here, so we can show Bobby some of her, <laughs> some of her artwork. So, in in some ways, when you look at, at where that was, you're trying late '30s, early '40s, the golden age of comics, where it was better, and then it's the sort of post-war uh, jobs changed as as women were in factories, the Rosie River syndrome, and then it, it changed in, in comics in the same way, where the guys came back from the service and wanted their jobs back, sort of. But Jackie had the extra problem of being, you know, as Matt Baker was the basically the only African-American male working, she was the only African-American female working. Mm -hmm. So sort of sad to say, but sort of double jeopardy in, in that period in American <laughs> history. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, she, I, I feel like she would, I feel like if, if, you know, we were able to interview her, she'd have some really insightful things to say about, you know, social history. I, I think mm -hmm. one of the fascinating things um, about this project is that it's not, it's not just about comics. It's, it's also kind of surveying social and, and cultural history yes. and, and, you know, how comics, you know, is inter, you know, interplays with that. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Stephanie, you've been quiet the whole time. Do you have a, a question? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so, Post-Image Expo earlier this year, a lot of people were saying um, after the announcements that there weren't a lot of women or uh, any creators of color that were part of the big books being announced. Um, so Rob Guillory took to Twitter to discuss how um, at his time at conventions, you know, a lot of people will come up to creators and they'll ask them, you know, can you look over my work? I want to know what you think. And he said he's black and a lot of people didn't come like he would never see any black artists or writers be like can you look at my work and tell me what you think um obviously like back in the day and now even still there are a lot of opportunities that aren't that are there for men that aren't necessarily there for women but do you think it might partially be just because women don't aspire to work in comics as a career as much i mean i'm I, I have I, I wouldn't be able to give any you know concrete numbers or statistics about you know how many women well, are just, are interested in comics. Yeah, just in but, your opinion, I guess. Like yeah, sure, sure. Um, one thing that that I've noticed over the past few years, and and especially now as I'm doing research for this film, is that there are so 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 many women um, on the internet, on Tumblr and DeviantArt and in those communities who are creating, you know, web comics and publishing them, um, themselves. 
Uh, I feel like there is such a vibrant web comics community right now on the internet, and it just keeps growing and growing because it's it's relatively easy to to create a comic and put it on the web and get people to see it. It's it's probably easier to do that than it is to break in the traditional way. Um, I think, and I think that women especially are are find the web appealing because there is already this very active community and you know it's a way to to be located wherever you are in the world you know and still be able to produce comics without having to travel to new york or or uh san diego for for comic-con um and i think that it's that this online community is kind of overlooked especially because it's very new but one thing I hope to do is to is to shine a light on on web comics and and you know this next wave of of uh, creativity in comics that I think is is really being pioneered on the web. I, th- I think it was an interview I saw with G Willow Wilson where she described that it was harder for her to break into comics at DC than to get published in the New York Times. Mm. Because it is a sort of insular marketplace. How do you get in? What's what's right? What's that doorway? What's that gateway? Right. right. Yeah, it's it's it is hard to to break into you know the larger publishers that way. Um, one thing that that we keep hearing from from the people you know working for those for those companies now, um, you know editors especially, um, you know they they keep saying that they're solicited a lot by by aspiring artists, um, you know, who call them or send them emails, um, trying to, to get themselves recognized, but it's almost always men. Um, I remember one person that we spoke to, uh, I forget exactly who it was, but someone, uh, did say that she felt, who was it? Sorry. Uh, well, I remember we interviewed one woman who's an editor, who uh who mentioned that she she gets a lot of men soliciting and and trying to to get their work on her radar but so so few women and she thinks that women because women are are maybe less less likely to really you know toot their own horns and and you know promote themselves Mm -hmm. heavily that you know because of the way the comics industry works and, and you know, you have to self-promote as much as you can, that puts some women at a disadvantage. And I and kind of connecting the dots, I think that the web then becomes a great alternative because, yes. you know, you can promote your work, you know, just as a as a website, as a URL that you send around. You don't really have to do that, you know, interface, that intimidating, mm-hmm. I think, interface, you know, trying to get recognized. Well I think at the same time, speaking to that specifically, DC and Marvel, I, I mean, I feel like Image is the place to take your solicitations, but DC and Marvel are the places that find you. Like, to me, um, if I was to write something or draw something and want, you know, I want to write Batman someday, I wouldn't submit something there. I would work on, like, a webcomic, bringing it back around Mm. to what you said before, Mm -hmm. and I would try and get recognition through something else because, to me, they pick up on what is trending, you know? Like, yeah, it it seems to me that if you want to do stuff with Marvel and DC, you need to be sort of established already elsewhere. 
Well, I, I think that that speaks to, you know, just the intense competition of people who want to work for, for Marvel and DC, um, that they, they don't really need to, you know, need to have an open call for submissions. You know, they, they can just kind of, you know, troll the web or, or go to conventions and, and really the interest finds them. Um, I do think that indie publishers are a great place because, you know, they're, they're so creator focused and they always seem to be hungry for, for, you know, fresh talent and, and fresh stories. Um, so. Absolutely. I mean, you see on the Kickstarter page, you already have a lot of uh, really awesome people who, who you've talked to and, and who even appear right in the, the Kickstarter uh, uh, pitch video that you have. Do you have um, any, anyone else that you're, uh, that you're definitely talking to that you may want to tease here for people who might uh, be looking to back? Sure. Uh, well, this week we are scheduled to interview Hope Larson, uh, who recently uh, ad- adapted A Wrinkle in Time, and I believe she won the Eisner for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are also interviewing Felicia Henderson, who is um, a, a television writer and producer who now is writing for DC. Um, and we're particularly excited because she's a she's a woman of color, and it would be and it's going to be really you know wonderful to get her perspective, um, especially when we're when this film is very concerned about you know issues of diversity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Steve, I know you had a question about about the release of the film, right? I do. Mm. Where here we go? Okay. Um, so you mentioned in the Kickstarter that you're going to be releasing the film as a digital download and as a and also in the DVD format uh, for backers of a certain type. But I'm curious, do you have any plans for like a in-theater screening or like a release party or anything like that going on? Yeah. Um, well, we definitely plan on on taking the film to conventions. Um, we'll have a panel uh, at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, the the film won't be completed by then, but we will show uh, a pretty awesome reel. Uh, so, so that'll be, I guess, the the premiere, so to speak. Um, we also uh, we're also exploring other distribution options, such as um, you know Hulu, and uh, we have a uh, possibly have an in at PBS, which would be really cool. Oh, nice. Uh, so. So we're we're definitely exploring, you know, every avenue available to us. Uh, we're we're hoping that, you know, the film subject matter will will open some doors that maybe have previously been closed to, you know, such comic specific, uh, f- you know, films, uh, you know, because this film is is as much about comics as it is about, you know, you know issues of, of gender diversity. So, so we're, we're hoping to, uh, to explore some new avenues. Uh, thanks to that. That's awesome. I hope it works out. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so guys, make sure, uh, you go to Kickstarter and if you liked what you heard, watch the pitch video and, um, you know, back it if you can give whatever you can, uh, we'll put the link of course to the Kickstarter in the, in, in the show notes here. Um, you can follow them uh, on Twitter, uh, at she makes comics, right? Yes, yes, we are on Twitter at She Makes Comics. We're also on Facebook. Uh, if you search She Makes Comics, you will find us. So yeah, hit us up on social media. We we're on there a lot, and we love to interact with people. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, Marissa, thank you so much uh, for talking with us here on Talking Comics, and we hope in the future, um, if it gets funded or if it doesn't get funded, we would love to have you back on and to to talk about the progress 
Uh, oh, of, thank of you so much. It was it was a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. So, guys, if you guys want to get in touch with us, um, at Talking Comics on Twitter and uh, Facebook.com slash Talking Comics and TalkingComicBooks.com is the website. So, until next time on Talking Comics, to be continued. Continued.